I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. Uh, we've just finished about 10 months uh, trying to walk you through all of the foundational material for living by the spiritual laws, the greatest principle, which is where it started and kind of the one law that applies to everyone in every situation, and then a number of other laws that sort of address specific situations and come at it from different angles and different problem-solving techniques. Okay, so that's kind of where we are up to now. And then last week, I shared sort of a three-step um, uh, roadmap from now on. Like, if you commit to these three things, then you're going to have your best life possible or close to it. Alright? And, and I, I would consider that sort of the spiritual wrap-up. The one today is sort of the maybe uh, non-spiritual or less spiritual, more mental, logical, uh, that sort of thing wrap up. So last week was the roadmap, not this week. This week I just want to leave you really with a, a vision, a picture of what you, your life really boils down to. And um, let's go back to where we started almost a year ago that there's two laws that you can live by. All of us, okay? Now, when we're born and when we come into the world in those first few years of life, we all live in this one. And in this law, which is natural law, reap what you sow, action-reaction, stimulus-response, karma, um, natural law, Newton's three laws of motion, etc. If you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get bad. And pretty much everyone has sort of a percentage in their head or a ratio of how many good things they need to do compared to bad things in order to consider themselves a good person. Mine growing up was about 90%. I felt like I needed to do about nine good things to every mistake or sin or bad thing in order to consider myself a good person. And I never lived up to that. I mean, maybe at a weekend retreat or something when it was over and I'd, you know, confessed and asked everybody to pray for me and all that for, you know, a few days. But basically in the years, early years of my life, um, that's where I lived the whole time and I never could measure up to that 90% ratio. I married Hope, my wife, and she grew up in the same system, but her ratio, she estimated, was more like 99%. Okay? Um, this is the law of fear, and that's what it activates. It activates the fear response in your body. And this law, the, the very design and purpose of it 
is to cause more bad things to happen. More and more and more. Uh, scripture talks about that the purpose of the old law was so that sin would abound. I mean, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But that's what this does. If you live here, it causes you to do more and more and more bad things. Why? Because here you get negative emotions, negative feelings, negative thoughts, negative feeling in your body, health problems. That means you feel bad, which means you tend to do bad, or at least more bad than you would have if you had felt really good all the time and healthy and uh, positive thoughts and emotions and all that sort of thing, okay? So, and, and during childhood, when we're, when we're all living in here, and we're supposed to, because that's when we learn stimulus response, well, the laws of how to stay alive and what not to do uh, or die as a human being. That's what this law is basically for, all right? It's, it's survival. It's uh, fear-based, okay? Law number two is the law of grace, where if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good at least long-term, even if there's some short-term pain. Long-term, I always get good. And my ratio here is zero. I don't have to do anything right to be okay here as long as I'm doing my best and committing to living in love and am right with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Because that's what grace is, right? I mean, uh, could, well, if that's true, we could go sin even more, they said to Paul. Yep, you could. But if you're truly living here, you want you will not want to. So grace causes you to do less and less bad things because you feel loved, accepted, forgiven, if you truly believe that grace is true, all right, and you should if you're living over here. So the grace one causes you to do more and more good, less and less bad. This one causes you to do less good and more and more bad, all right? And it was that way on purpose, I believe, to show us that this law would never work, okay? Uh, the most amazing thing to me, and I've shared this before, after the Garden of Eden, God started with plan B. He started with the old law. He started with what he knew would not work. No one does that. No one starts with plan B. So why did God? I believe we had to see it to believe it. We had to see that you do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad, which makes sense with everything in natural law. We had to have it proven to us that we can't do that well enough in order to earn it for ourselves. Okay? We wouldn't have believed it. We would have believed we could do it if we really disciplined ourselves. But no, you, you can't. And all have sinned and fallen short. So that's been proven. All right? And then we are given through Jesus Christ, law number two, which is grace, where the, my percentage that I have to measure up to is zero. It's already been paid. The sin I do tomorrow and the next day has already been paid. And if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good. Long-term guaranteed. Okay. Now, even though you may understand this, and even though you may um, understand grace and, and, and law and believe 
that this is the way you want to live, you may still be living here because of negative habits and addictions related to pain and pleasure. Okay? Habits and addictions that are pleasurable for you, but that are either escapes or they're to cover up something. Uh, you tend to lie with, with negative habits and addictions. All right? Why do you lie? To get something or get away from something? That's fear. That's hiding. That, uh, the fear response, fight, flee, the, the fight or flight response. All right? Fight, freeze, or flee. All right? And that's, that's exactly what this does. All right? Where this one frees you. Uh, one of my favorite preachers asked a question one time. He said, is someone who is right with God and saved, can they do anything they want to do? And his answer was yes. And at first I didn't get that. But then I did. And, and, and the Bible even says, if you do something believing that it's wrong for you, then it is wrong for you, which would mean there are some other things maybe and some other people that that would not be wrong for. And maybe it's not just wrong for everybody. It depends on how you feel, believe, and think about it. Okay? But the good news is, you're in the grace system, so it doesn't matter. Even if it's the mistake, it's already been paid for. And what you should experience is maybe a little disappointment in yourself or missing it yet again, but then, oh, but it's already been paid for, and then it should immediately turn to gratitude, thankfulness, which is love-based. All right? So... This is the choice that we all have of we're going we're gonna to always be on one of these two paths, okay? Um, it's not really possible to have one foot in one and one foot in the other at the same time. You will tend to either be over here or over here about any particular thing at any given time. Although you could be walking close to the line. I admit that. All right. So day in, day out, and we've already done all the teaching about this, so if you don't understand that, go back and watch it. So day in, day out, which path are you on the most, and which are you experiencing the most? Are you experiencing positive thoughts, emotions, feelings, actions, and positivity in your body, etc., which is evidence that you're here, or are you experiencing negative thoughts, feelings, energy in your body, uh, etc., which is evidence that you are here. Okay? And if you're living here, like so many believers do, I've been working with them for 35 years, okay? Uh, every Christian I know struggles with this. Okay? Uh, yes, you know you want to live here, but the pain-pleasure thing keeps pulling you over here. Okay? Well, I believe you can change that whenever you truly choose to change it. Okay? We've got tools that can help you that we've talked about over the last 10 months that are wonderful tools. Some of them work in minutes or days rather than 
you know, months or years, all right? And uh, we've shared the, the science and, and the way the body works and the mind works in relation to these spiritual issues, okay? And there's no doubt we are built to live here. We malfunction when we live here, all right? So what it really comes down to, the bottom issue, is I think two things. Number one, you have to be right with God. And being right with God also means being right with yourself, okay? So you have to be right with God, all right? And number two, you have to have an intention, a vow, a commitment to, I know I'm never going to do it right, but as best I can, I want to live my life on this path. And that means I give up the end results of pain, pleasure to God. I, I give them up. Now, I'm going to work to try to make good things happen for myself and my family instead of bad, but I know that even over here, painful bad things happen, and when they do, I'm not going to jump back over here just for pain relief or a little bit of pleasure. Okay? I'm going to do my best to stay over here. Now, this is a little bit like AA, all right? Um, I don't think anyone ever gets to the place where you're doing it perfectly and you live here and you are never get a foot over here. I, I just am not convinced at all that ever happens. Okay? And that's where we've all fallen short. All right? Uh, it's not about works, lest someone should boast, okay? Nobody can do it right all the time. But that's the beauty of the grace law, which is it's already been paid. It was paid by Jesus 2,000 years ago. It does not have to be paid for twice. Nothing does. You don't pay for your hammer twice at the hardware store. And whoever paid for it owns it. And Jesus paid for it. I have not. And you have not. So it belongs to him. It was in his body and mind when he went to the cross. He took it to the cross. Even the future sins he took to the cross. It's now been paid for by blood. The only blood that, that was unblemished, capable of paying for it. Alright? So now it has been paid for it is owned by someone else other than me. Okay? So I don't even have the right when I make a sin if I'm living here. I don't even have the right to get all mad at myself because in God's eyes and book, through grace, through Jesus, that was not even me that did it. And that's what Paul says. He says in Romans 7, I do what I don't want to do. I don't do what I do want to do. I don't understand what I do. And I do it over and over and over again. Just like me. Just like you. But then he says, who will rescue me from this body of death? And then he says a miraculous thing. When that happens, that I don't do what I, uh, that I sin when I don't want to sin, and I don't do the good things I should be doing because I don't feel like it and I want to do something for myself. When that happens, and here's the statement that changed my life, Paul says, it is not me doing it. 
Why? Because Jesus took that in his body and mind to the cross, paid for it, and which means he owns it. He paid for it. Whoever pays for it owns it. So he owns that sin, and it's been paid for, even the one I'll do next week, next year, in 10 years. So in God's eyes and book, through this system that I call the miracle plan of love that he had uh, outlined before, any, before the first tree was ever on earth or animal or anything else, okay, he already had this all done, okay? This was the plan that he would see accomplished. So when I sin or don't do some good thing that I consider to be wrong too, or just make a mistake and want to beat myself up, I, I really don't have the right to do that. Because in God's eyes and book, that was not me that did it. It was the crucified Jesus that did it. And he paid for it. It was in his body and mind. And it's now paid for for me, for right now. And so God never writes that sin under my name. To him, through the miracle plan of love and grace, it was not me that did it. In other words, I am innocent. I'm not given mercy. I'm not even given forgiveness. I'm declared innocent. Wow. That's what the word propitiation means, which is what Christ was for us. Okay, so, so let me leave you with an analogy. So which of these are you choosing? I see it kind of like this, all right? Uh, this is a uh, regular two-liter uh, soda bottle. This one has just uh, water in it, not soda. But let's say that this is the total amount of energy you get for every day to do everything you need to do, all right? From the time you wake up till you go to bed at night, you need this much energy, but this is how much you get every day too. So it's perfect, all right? Every day you use exactly as much as you have, but you have enough always, all right? When you start betting on law number one, seek pleasure, avoid pain, what's in it for me? Um, action, reaction, karma, reap what you sow, okay? The old law. If you choose to live there, to me, here's what you're doing. You're making a bet, all right? And uh, you probably recognize this is a roulette table like they have at uh, casinos, all right? So to me, this is what you're doing. You're saying, okay, I, I'm going to try to get some more energy so that I can do more, be more successful, get more pleasure, get less pain, whatever. So I'm going to try to get some more that I can use for some stuff I want to use. And so you make a bet. This is a $1 million chip from the Red Dragon Casino. This is worth a million dollars once upon a time. It's not worth anything today. It's out of uh, date. But people would have fought each other over this. All right. So let's say every day you're given a million dollars. And I believe you are, because every day is precious and you'll never have it again. And, and the only day you can change your life is today, right? 
You can't change your life yesterday, can't change it tomorrow. And typically, if we say, okay, yeah, that's a funny little way of saying it, that the only way you can change your life is today because it's always today. Uh, yeah, that's right. But most people, if they use that and so blow it away and say, yeah, but I can still do it tomorrow, so I'm going to do that, they wake up in 10 years and they're still doing the same thing they were 10 years ago. Okay? That's why it was called breaking the cycle. Almost everyone's in the cycle. They just keep doing the same thing. It's really Einstein's definition of insanity. But let's say every day you're given a million dollars of life and worth for you to use today. And with that million dollars, you can buy a full thing of energy. But if you want to make a bet with that million dollars, maybe you can get some extra stuff today that you wouldn't normally get that will feel really good. All right? So you can make this bet. And here's what I'm told with about... a. Statistics from the gambling industry. First of all, more money is spent every year on gambling and uh, betting than on all movies and all music worldwide. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, everybody's watching Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple and a whole bunch of others every single night. We're watching them on our phones, on our iPads, in the airports, and music is just booming in all the different genres. More money is spent every year, by far, on gambling and betting than on all movies, music, and other arts of that type. Okay? It's unbelievable. And the statistics from the gambling industry is that almost 100% of people win at least once early in their betting experience. And that approximately 99% of people long-term over years lose money. Okay? So does that sound like a great bet? Um, I, I'm going to bet uh, my what I have available to me to live my life today for my best possible day today, I'm going to bet that in order to try to get some pleasure or some pain taken away or a new house or whatever it happens to be, okay? But if I lose, then let's say I lose half of my resources that I have today. What does that mean? It means now today, if I lose this bet, I've got to do a whole day's worth of stuff on a half a day's worth of energy and resources. And that's what I see almost every person that comes to me, including believers, doing in their life. They're exhausted. They're tired. They feel like they're trying to live a whole day on a half day's energy. All right? Why? Because they're making the wrong bet. They're betting on law number one. They're betting on seek pleasure, avoid pain, what I want, when I want it, keep control of the end results. That's what they're betting on. Okay? Well, let's see what happens. All right? We're going to spin the wheel, roll the ball. I'm told there's approximately, and my number is seven. The number I'm picking, betting on is seven. 
I'm told there's about a 1 in 14,000 odds that I will win at roulette. Now, I don't think that's one spin, but that, that I will win at roulette. 1 in 14,000. Would you bet your health on a 1 in 14,000? Would you bet your relationship, your career? No, I don't think you would. All right? All right. Number 17. So I lose. All right? So they take that and I'm given a half a day's or a third of a day's or a quarter of a day's worth of energy to try to have my best day today. And ladies and gentlemen, that is never going to happen. Until you shift to law number two, grace, the love system. Until you shift to living there, which means you have to give up the end result that could be more pain or less pleasure. You have to give it up to God. Okay? Doesn't mean you work, don't work toward it. You do. You do your best. But even doing your best, sometimes the end result you want happens, sometimes it doesn't. If you're on the love path, you do your best and leave the end result to God. If you're on the first law, seek pleasure, avoid pain. If I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I get bad. So which law you are living on today, now, determines really if you're betting here or maybe if you're betting here. Let's try one other bet, kind of different. Uh, Morgan Silver Dollar, okay? Here you go. And let's say um, I get heads. So if, if, if we flip this and it's heads, I win, okay? Which means I get more stuff and maybe some more pleasure and less pain. I get end results, all right? If it's, if it's tails, I lose. And half my energy is taken away. It's probably going to be a bad day. Probably going to look for habits and addictions. Probably going to do some stuff I shouldn't do, okay? And, and, and then love a uh, fear path, love path, that, that has implications too. So let's see what happens, all right? My, I'm heads. If I get heads, I win. Tails, I lose. I win. But I really couldn't lose. Here's why. That's one side of the coin. Hang on. Sure, yeah. That's one side of the coin. That's the other side of the coin. It's a double-headed coin. It's a double-sided coin. I can't lose if I'm playing with this coin. And that's my point. God says, I've set before you both life and death. Life and, yeah, life and death. Choose life. Okay? If we couldn't choose it, he wouldn't say to choose it. All right? But choosing life means I have to give up the end result, which might mean more pain or less pleasure. I have to give that up to God. All right? But if I'm living in grace, and this is the coin I'm given when I vow and commit to God and am right with God, right with Jesus, and now am saved and in grace. I'm given this coin. So now every day I flip it, but as long as I'm staying on the love path, I can't lose. 
Why? Because if I get off the love path, this is taken away from me and I'm given one of these instead. Okay? And I'm likely to bet here because I'm feeling bad. All right? Law number from law number 1 come negative thoughts, feelings, emotions, okay? Energy in the body. So when you feel bad, you tend to do bad. So then you need habits and addictions, and I'm going to bet to try to get a little bit of pleasure or a little less pain. I keep losing because the odds are stacked in my favor, so I keep trying to do a whole day on part of a day's energy, and it doesn't work, and I keep malfunctioning, and I get 30 years down the road, and what, what's that all about? Okay? So I wanted to leave you with a metaphor today. Okay? Are you betting this precious day you have on trying to get a little more pleasure or a little less pain rather than living in love as best you can regardless of the pleasure or pain. If you're living here, you're going to malfunction for sure. Negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative feelings, usually negative actions, negative health, negative to your career, negative to your relationships. Here, it's the opposite. Good, 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 and closer and closer to your best life possible. So, you only get one of these on the love path, committed to love, and trying your best every 30-minute segment to do whatever you're doing in love as best you can. You'll always mess up. That's fine. It's already been paid for. So you don't have to beat yourself up. In, God, in God's eyes and book, that was never even written under my name. Cause for thanksgiving, gratitude, get back on the horse, and let's try to do it better the next time. But... Uh, healthier, happier, every single day. What are you betting on? And what are you going to start betting on tomorrow, the next day? Same thing? Or maybe is it time for a change? All right. Have a wonderful, blessed day.